Okay, so we'll make a start. Good evening, everybody. So the, the topic um, may not be um, exactly according to the uh, simple uh, known meaning when we say um, what midos do we need to be able to learn Torah uh, because that uh, simply means to us um, good character, how we relate to other people, which definitely has a place, but it should be understood or could be understood in a broader sense where there could be a whole variety of challenges that need to be addressed um, with some things that are of our personal midos. And sometimes uh, that have to have to do with our understanding, which is uh, a different kind of a midos. Abel calls midos deus. So it can also be grouped in that category. Um, the sort of evolution of this topic was as I was trying to think and talk to some people about so what meters we need to be able to learn successfully, the uh, realization arose that uh, the first step is to actually be able to learn. And there's no shortage of impediments and obstacles, very real challenges to find the time and the uh, mental space and the emotional uh, needed condition to be able to have a real good personal development and learning when that's not what I'm doing all day in yeshiva anymore. <clears throat> I think the first step to approach this topic or maybe almost any topic that has to do with our life challenges is the recognition of the true nature of all these very real, valid and powerful challenges, that they are Hashem's precise design and to pardon the expression, gift to us to have the means to pick ourselves up in a unique way. All these challenges are meant for us to recognize, understand, and try to address with whatever is needed to address them. And they're really serving as the, the window to what it is of a positive nature that we need to acquire that is the opposing um, view of life or understanding of life or mida that will enable us to make the good spiritual efforts, whether it's learning or whatever area of life it may arise. So we, we're going to try to talk about um, what serves as the obstacles and the challenges towards setting aside time and energy and good mental focus for learning. We shouldn't look at it like this is something that is an unfortunate situation um, and we have no choice but to sort of accept it and do the best we can. No, we should look at it purely as this is what Hashem has designed for us. Why Hashem wants it to be this way, we may not ever understand. That's also okay. And that's also part of what we need to acquire, is the acceptance of our lack of understanding of Hashem's plan sometimes. But in its essential basic nature, that whatever challenge we're fa facing is Hashem's intentional design. It's all part of the human experience that He has fashioned, that should thereby play out and be somebody that we have to try to struggle with. That is how we should view it. And then we can view it and relate to it in a much calmer kind of way. We're not going to see it as uh, some kind of a um, embarrassment, some kind of a uh, lessening of our good self-esteem. Hashem has given us these challenges. Hashem has created them in the world. Um, it may be that um, what we are dealing with is quite common to many people. It may be that someone will have something 
that's unique to themselves as an individual. It's all of the same basic nature. These are the conditions that Hashem has given us as the means of our struggling with them, coming to understand ourselves better, coming to understand what is the opposing midatayva or the opposing proper ashkafa, the, the opposing truth of life that will hopefully enable us to not only as a means of something else good, but that itself will be an accomplishment. The addressing the challenge is itself a positive accomplishment, is a means of acquisition of something of an innate positive good nature that is standing in opposition to the life situation or the internal situation that is holding us back from the desired behavior and desired efforts. Um, I want to pause and ask if anybody can give me some feedback or that this idea makes sense. You have three choices. You could say yes, no, or I'd like to hear that again. But since I don't want to anymore be uh, just talking on and on and on, I'd like to make the uh, sort of individual um, periods of presentation much more bite-sized. So that's going to need some reflection from the good audience. <clears throat> and since it's a very small, close-knit group that we have here, so everybody can feel comfortable uh, giving me any honest reaction that they can. So again, the question is, is what was said so far clear, understandable, or does it need um, some repetition, or do you disagree? Go right ahead. Somebody, please let me know. Can you hear me? Yes, Marisha, I hear you very well. Go ahead. Oh, option number three, please. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we're 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 trying to uh, discover and um, search and find what personal qualities and what understandings we need to be able to succeed in making learning Torah a full, regular, good part of our life. Somebody's in yeshiva, that's the content of his life. Okay, he's in yeshiva, he's in kola. Or somebody is teaching Torah. Well, he is involved in that aspect of Torah while he's on his job and he has to prepare. So he has a ready-made um, system for involvement in learning Torah. Somebody who's working for a living and doesn't have learning Torah as his essential daily schedule. So he needs to establish that on his own. And we all agree, we're all, no one's going to deny we're all well aware of the great value that the Torah places on the study of Torah. We may not understand it in a very clear, specific kind of way, that's maybe all part of the discussion, but the fact that it is a very valued thing that we all know. Nevertheless, many people find that it's not an easy thing to set in place as part of their regular daily activity with the knowledge that it is a correct thing to try to do. We know about Kiryas Itim and that there is a important place. So that means that there are some things that are preventing us. And the only way to really know what we need to accomplish the positive result is to first understand as best we can what are those conditions, what are those, whether they are life conditions, internal conditions, emotional, psychological, what are those challenges, those obstacles that serve to hold us back from setting aside good time and energy for a learning Torah? And I think it helps very much to approach this topic when we have the realization that all those challenges that we have are the creation of Hashem with very specific intentional desire that these 
challenges should be in our life. It's not that somehow we're just not good enough and that's why we're having problems. <laughs> Hashem has designed us the way we are. Why does He want us to be this way? That we may not know. We're okay with accepting that. But this much we could know that the challenges that exist, external, internal, you name it, they are Hashem's creation. And they are the means of our having what to struggle with in a simple way. And in a more specific way, oh, sorry. In a more specific way, they are, um, they are teaching us what is the opposing good mida that that is on the flip side, so to speak, on the opposite side of the challenging situation. <clears throat> if and when we'll see what it is that's holding us back, we'll be able to use that to discover, oh, what do I need to acquire in the positive sense that will be sort of the resolution of this or the opposing correct mindset, heart set, life condition. Of course, it's very general, but um, I don't know if we can say this absolutely about all situations, but by many, many situations, the particular challenge is a reflection of what we need to work at and acquire in a positive sense to remove that challenge. Let's, let's, let's be very simplistic. Let's say a person is just overtaken by his desire for money. That's why he can't find any time for learning. As, we'll find, as we can find in the Sifri Muslim, you know, such an involvement, such an indulgence in his pursuit of, of monetary acquisition, he has no time left. So if he, if he realizes, oh, what's keeping me back from finding time to learn? being overtaken by a desire for money. Okay, what would be the proper kind of understanding and proper feeling and proper relatedness to myself and to life that would enable me not to be overtaken by a desire for money? What do I need in a good sense to be able to be okay with having my needs met and not be so um, hell-bent on uh, making more and more and more? So then this itself serves as a means of teaching me what I can acquire, what I need to acquire of a positive nature. So then it has two benefits. Number one, I'm not looking at the challenges as some kind of undesirable thing that I have to try to, that I'd rather even like not even want to know about. I can be okay with discovering them and be accepting of them. This is Hashem's design. It's, he has it worked out very, very correctly, very perfect. It's all for our good. But also, we'll be able to view the dealing with those challenges as not just as a means to an end, not just the getting something out of the way, something undesirable, some, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, annoying blockage, but they are a means to help us to improve ourselves in their own right, as that is an accomplishment of its own innate value. When I become somebody who is able to be okay with having my needs and not having to make unlimited amounts of money, that itself is a mile in the person. That itself is a self-improvement. That itself is the aspect of growth. It will also free me up to have a lot of much more time for Torah and mitzvahs. That's, that would be another very great benefit. But the, the preparation stage is also going to be a very valuable one. So whatever we'll discover among, of, of the uh, many abs obstacles to being able to find the time and the proper focus for learning will help us to find areas of personal growth that are innately valuable. Was that helpful at all? Very much. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> um, 
um, could, could you give me one moment? Because I think the, 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 the link was not sent out and some people might need it. So let me try to get that Mom, done. Give me one second. He put his name tag on his line. So I'm going to put it on this one. Something's really Actually, I'm going to put it on this one because that one has a tag already. Jax, how'd you heat up in the microwave? How'd you pop it back for another? How long, how long, did, you, how long did you put it in for? Okay. Um, okay so, um, I think I'm ready to open up the floor now. Do anybody has anything to share? Um, as far as what they understand, somebody should be muted if there's background talking. Uh, sorry about that. Or you maybe get to acquire a spot. Uh, would like to share any from other people. No, somebody's got to mute them. Sorry, who is that? Just in one minute. It takes me time. Take me five, ten minutes. Okay, nothing we can do. We don't have his attention. Sure, come help me. I think you can mute him as the host. I don't know. I'm doing it, but she can help me. She's a big girl. Come. You'll show me what you want, and I'll get you what you want. With what? Sure. Come with me. You're a big girl. Come. Don't, uh, mommy. Come with me. Let's go. I'm not in the host? Who is the host? No. Okay, so I'll call him on the phone. Perkal? Yeah. Simcha Perkal, please mute. Okay. <laughs> we hope for the best. I'm not getting anything anywhere on the phone. <laughs> not answering. Okay. He's muted now, it looks like. Okay. Okay. So we're going back. Okay. So uh, if anybody wants to. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. I can, I can only express uh, personal, personal struggles. Okay, if, if you're willing to share, we're eager to hear. And I, I can't. I don't. Know, I'm sure each person has their own nisayon uh, or what's their biggest mm -hmm. challenge to getting to the base measures or getting involved in the suya. But right. I just know, like a couple, or just I'll just throw out a couple of personal challenges. I don't know if that will hit mm -hmm. people or won't hit home, but one challenge is in a little bit is that the, the, the value of Torah that we were taught in Yeshiva was very much of a Torah Lumon Amnas Olami and mm -hmm. a way to, to learn Torah for the sake of being a Tabachacham or for perfecting one's own Midos is a is a different focus in learning that, that maybe one wasn't uh, taught the value in in, in Yeshiva. Number one. Number two. Uh, Here's that. Is it, well, hold, hold on a second. Is everybody clear on that point? Okay. If you were taught the value of learning based on being able to teach it, then learning just for yourself um, never really gains in your own mind the full importance that it really deserves. Go ahead. Number two is that there's a certain, um, like a certain depressing factor that the learning 
that one could do now is not on the level of their learning in yeshiva. And in, in a way, a person could feel like a certain like despondence, like, oh man, like I do these poses. I'm trying very hard to make sense out of it. I know if I was in yeshiva, I'd be able to open it up, understand what's the question, what's the movement, where to look, and like everything now not in learning to the same extent and focus takes triple the time, more the challenge, and you can't be holding it enough, and you need to be more consistent. So there's like a, there's like a certain like a challenge of that, that that like I think I could do much more than I'm doing, and therefore not valuing what one is doing compared to is learning in yeshiva. Um, number three is again, this is based on a lot of hanachos, which could be discussed at different times. But in a way, when you're in yeshiva, the, the challenges one has in midos could be masked a little bit about being in the yeshiva society. Therefore, one could feel, hey, I'm growing and learning, and I'm growing in midos, and I'm growing as an evidence because, hey, I can, I can handle most of my nisyonos. But you know, as one grows older or as or as one experiences different experiences life and the nisyonos hit home and are more blatant and can't be camouflaged or cannot be um, submerged or put aside. So one says, hey, I'm learning all this Torah and the greatness of Torah is, is to be Amanas Lassos to become this great mensch. So I, I spend a long time learning Torah, I go home and I lose patience with someone. Or I spend this great time learning Torah, into the city, and then jealousy flares up at work. Like it, it, it's like it, it interest you, you. You don't see the the in a way in a way it's a negative. Like I'm, I'm studying those learning Torah. Where, where's my change in character? Where's the the beauty of the Torah changing my neshama? Where's it making me a greater person? If if I'm dealing with my day to day nisyonos the same way I was before, which which I I in my I don't know again based on Anacha that in Yeshiva it wasn't as uh, clear this distinction. I, I hear. Um, allow me to summarize the three points. Number one uh, was the, the focus of learning in Yeshiva was for the sake of teaching others and not yet so much on my own personal growth. Um, if I previously learned on a higher level, it's hard to really have cheshivas for doing the best I can right now because I always compare myself to what I may have done in the past, which was better. And uh, it's hard to feel good about what I'm doing now, which is a certain sense experiences like second rate. Um, and um, maybe in the shiva, the uh, life challenges are not as clear or not as significant. So um, I'm able to assume about myself that the Torah is working and helping me to grow. And when, when I see later in life that it hasn't changed me, so once again, I could have some doubts. Is it really working? Is it really achieving what it's supposed to achieve and, and do for me? I don't see how it's really giving me that spiritual transformation that I thought it's supposed to do. I guess I could add to that that, um, you know, maybe I assume earlier that it takes time. So even if I didn't get there yet, I'm assuming that, you know, at some point, a little bit down the road, it'll come. And then uh, if at that point it hasn't come yet, so we could start uh, to question ourselves. Um, did that sound uh, accurate? Yeah, the one, one part on the third one, when you described the Nisyonos in Yeshiva, I, I don't know if it's that Nisyonos in Yeshiva are different than Nisyonos out of Yeshiva or the person is different. Meaning it could just be 25 verse 35, 35 verse 45 as a, as a human being, not necessarily as society. Meaning, meaning a 25-year-old guy in Yeshiva might have different Nisyonos than a 35-year-old guy in Yeshiva. I don't know if it's specific to in yeshiva versus out of yeshiva, just a definition, a person at a different age has a different sense of awareness, self-awareness and maturity, and therefore nisyonos might be more, or, 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 or shortcomings might be more in your face at an older age than at a younger age. This is fascinating because um, I can see how from this very experience, it might be possible for a person to take something very positive and 
and still maybe naturally we don't. Because it would seem that if earlier on I wasn't aware, and now I'm able to be aware of some of my failures and shortcomings, why shouldn't I attribute that to the fact that now I have the capacity to be more self-aware? Through my, through my good learning and my good um, sort of training myself to be able to focus, I'm now turning that power of, of understanding and discernment upon myself and be able to discover better where I really need some good work that beforehand I wasn't even aware of. So in a certain sense, like it's almost like a, an unfortunate kind of thing that's really in the very place where I could hopefully get some encouragement and see like, oh, I've become more self-aware. It, 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 could, it could wind up you know, really going the other way around and causing me to be more discouraged. What's your thought about that, Abiyagi? No, I, I totally get that. Also, I, I don't want to like, you know, like I have to do like three fancy reasons. There's also just a bunch of obvious challenges. Like I just I just wanted to say the I guess the more or less obvious ones than just very hard okay. to I'm super busy or whatever, whatever. Right. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to put out some of the obvious ones, but we, we definitely want to look for the not so obvious ones as well. Um, if anybody else would like to share, we're eager to hear. It can be simple too. It doesn't have to be only something very complex. Yeah, well, uh, Reb, Rebbe, can I share? Please, by all means, go right ahead. So, so you know, I'm I, I'm learning Dafyomi now for the first time, mm -hmm. and uh, the, and yeah, and and you know the issue the issue that comes about, and this has been an issue for years from my own personal experience, is that you know as we're so busy with our family life and uh, work or whatever. So, so there are days where you, have, you know, where you just can't do it and you fall right. behind, you fall behind. Right. And then, and, and, uh, and, and you say to yourself, you know what, this just isn't working out. Um, you know, you know, you hear that when you come up after 120, you come to Shemayim, they're going to ask you, did you set a time every day to study Torah? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, right. so it's like a very, discouragement is a very you know which which takes over which can take over um you know you know when you start falling behind and then you realize that you're you know you, you know that you don't really understand anything now um as compared to you know you know when we say you know to study torah every day you know i think i think we have to have in our mind that that there are going to be some days where it's not going to work out as rather than trying to be perfect and uh you know, get discouraged when you, when you don't do it. That's a very good point. I think we, we could broaden it in the sense that um, anytime we're trying to accomplish something in learning, whether like you're saying Dafyomi, or it could be any kind of a, of a learning effort. And um, it's, it's, it's very difficult. And the success doesn't come right away. Um, we're proud to get discouraged and start to feel like I just I can't do this. I don't know how to get this done properly. It's just somehow you start wondering, am I really, you know, equipped for this? And there could be a lot of self-doubt that could creep in that could um, cause us to get discouraged and lose the enthusiasm for it. So that's um, a very, um, very valid uh, and common kind of a challenge. Um, I remember hearing I was in Yeshiva that there were some Sugyas that the Shiva retreated from in the Blatshir. He shared with us one time he was trying to get it again, and finally he realized, I'm not going to get it, and he had to move on. But for a long time, he was telling himself, if I try again, I'll be able to get it. So, uh, probably has a lot to do with valuing the effort. But right now we're trying to focus on the challenges and you know hopefully um sometime soon we'll get to uh we could try to figure out some uh, responses uh anybody else want to uh, take a turn floor is wide open no one has a monopoly on uh challenges towards um doing good learning 
Go ahead, Amish. Go ahead. Um, so this might be, I'm not sure, but the idea that there's a social pressure that a person has to learn in a particular way and in a base medrash where there's other people and if you're if you're not doing it on Shabbos afternoon, then there's some implication that you're uh, you're not from. Those types of things are yeah, <laughs> the turn off. Oh wow, that's fascinating because um, <laughs> I mean, that's fascinating because you know for, for for some people you would think that social pressure is a helpful thing. And most people would assume that it's a helpful thing, but so of course. There are other situations where <laughs> it doesn't work that way because it's causing me to feel not good about myself when I'm not conforming with that expectation. It's also that I just, you know, don't want to be involved in that type of competition. You know, I'm like Ooh. too old Ooh. for this type of competition. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I remember the time when I stepped out of competition in yeshiva. After it almost totally crushed me. Um, yeah. I don't want to elaborate on that, that's for sure. But <laughs> so, yes, of course, of course, there are conditions that can be associated with learning that are present in our life. And by the same token, they could be conditions that are associated in our past experience of, of learning. Somebody just shared with me that, um, that every single grade. Um, in Mule Kodesh, he failed, except for two grades. One of them was eighth grade. So I thought, well, maybe you know, that could have been enough for you to realize that you could succeed. He said, yeah, but then high school was the same thing again. Again, a disaster. So after a person has had experience that causes them to believe they cannot succeed in this endeavor, of course, it's going to be associated with um, very negative feelings. And that's going to be a very big challenge. Or anything of that nature, it's going to be a very big challenge. And of course, um, Elim Tara is supposed to be Mutech uh, Simcha. So, uh, just how to get there, that's the question. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> Of course, I'm not going to go around the, uh, the table here and ask everybody to contribute, but like I say, um, it's a rare occasion that we have a topic that lends itself for a good contribution. Maybe there should be more. That's, uh, that's another good point. But anybody who has something to share, of course, it's easy, easiest to share of a personal nature, but anything that's, that you can surmise that is relevant to all of us is, is, is also very much welcome. I'm resisting the temptation to call anybody by name. Uh, I'll share something. <laughs> Go ahead, Alicia. I think for me, it's just, it's very easy to, to be comfortable with, you know, how, how little learning I do. Like, kind of like, you know, I could find, oh, you know, like on Shabbos, I might, you know, read a little bit, something here or there, and like kind of not not consciously, but but tell myself like, oh, you know, I'm still within, you know, I still keep kosher, I still keep Shabbos, I'm still, you know, wear a yarmulke. Like it's very it's very easy to I don't know why to be okay with you know not learning, and and I'm always saying, telling myself like, oh, you know, yeah, I got I should get a chavusa, I should get a chavusa. But I, I don't know. It's just for some reason it's very easy to to not to not learn. <laughs> I guess you know you can you can still be a good person, um, a good Jew, I think, <laughs> um, without really learning so much. So at least that's what I tell myself. And so, so it sounds it sounds like what you're saying is that what, what, what you're finding you need to be motivating is something that without that, 
you would feel about yourself that you're not a good Jew. And maybe um, in the condition of a yeshiva where everybody is learning and you don't, then you know, you're not a good Talmud. But right, right. You're, I, I, once right. you're free from that, so then it's it not, not, not a force anymore. You're a good Jew. You're a wonderful guy. So right, how which, do you feel about I, yourself if you're not a good Jew? Right, not, not to say that, you know, thankfully I had a, overall a decent yeshiva experience and um, thanks in large part to you, rubbish women, and to uh, the battery group. I don't know if he's still here. It's my honor. Yeah, he's here. Oh, well, he was here. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, yes. Right, I, I think part of it that's missing is like, it, it's hard to really explain, you know, what learning will, will add to my life. Right. It, it's hard to, you know, like when I, when, I, when I had COVID, I couldn't taste or smell for like two, three weeks. It was, it was terrible. I was like, this, this really stinks. I can't enjoy any good food. I can go, you know, months, years without really learning. And I'm just like, I don't feel that same way. Excellent. Excellent. In other words, we don't sense the spiritual lack um, when, like a real lack in our life when we're not doing it. Um, by contrast, just to sort of explore this idea, if somebody were able to identify a significant difference in his whole spiritual state, in his whole, in his behavior, in his, in his whole being a good Jew, based on whether he is involved in learning or not, which I think some people do experience. That when they have involvement in learning, everything is much better, and when they don't have it, they're much more prone to the Sahara, etc. Things are much weaker. So then they would have that as a good motivation. They, they realize for themselves that they need it in order to be living fully in the best good way, as best as they could, as an observant Jew. But if somebody doesn't find that, for whatever reason, with no, with no ju judgment or assumptions made about it, just practically speaking, we don't see a, a real difference being made by that. So then that cannot serve as a motivation anymore. I don't find myself that I need this in order to be basically living well as a from Jew. Somebody I realize that's missing in my life, but I don't sense it as critically needed. Um, of course, the question will be, um, how was that component of the proper education not properly gotten across? How could that have been, have been omitted um, to be able to relate to the great value and uh, necessity of learning that it should be in a certain sense on a par with other mitzvot? I guess you could say simply that some things were raised from a very young age. We keep kashras, we keep Shabbos, you know, we, we go to Davin. These are things that come with us from our early youth. But the uh, component of life, of setting aside time for learning, that was not something that we ever became habituated in. Even when we were in yeshiva, that was because we are in yeshiva. But this, like, endeavor of setting aside time and making effort to learning personally, that was never part of our upbringing. So we have to start a sort of like start it from a new and that's um, a big accomplishment. Does that make sense? Yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think right, so but you're, you're saying that we need to you know, from K through 12, and then post, obviously, in, you know, base medrash, of course, you're going to learn, because it's like, out of three Sadarm, you're bound to show up to one of them. Um, <laughs> you even show up to three, but the three is because you're in yeshiva, and this is what right. you do in yeshiva. Right. So it's not a, it's not a model, so to speak. It's not a real preparation for, okay, I'm at, it's not, not a direct preparation. There is some preparation in terms of I'm gaining skills, maybe having a good experience with it. I'll, I'll have some appreciation, but it's not becoming like a habituated part of my life because I wasn't in that life situation that I am in now. 
Yeah. But so if yeah, I succumb to the social pressure, so good. And I have the social pressure to get me to do it. But if I don't have that social pressure, or I don't want that social pressure, then it has to be of myself. And that's um, that's a lot. Right. Um, okay, if anybody else wants to uh, share something, otherwise uh, have a couple of items that uh, came up in good conversation. Um, one of my good friends shared the following amazing thought. He said, um, now that he's, you know, when he's in yeshiva, so the whole day was a day of spiritual endeavor. It's all learning Torah, the whole day was a meaningful content. Now that he's uh, involved in business, if he sets aside an hour a day to learn, that hour says to him, oh, the rest of your day is not really meaningful. This hour is meaningful spiritual pursuit. The rest of your day is totally meaningless and, 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 and like a waste. It's just making money. Not that he's you know, really holding by this in intellectual fashion, but the experience, the way that it caused him to feel is, this is saying to myself, the rest of my day is really futile and not filled with meaning. So it becomes easier just to avoid this. If I never start the learning, I'm not gonna be put in touch with that sort of conflict. That's how do I explain the rest of my day even though he wouldn't really hold for himself that he should be sitting and learning all day. <laughs> but nevertheless, it evokes that feeling like, oh, in Shiva, my day was meaningful. But now it's 90% not meaningful. And there's an added aspect of it that it creates a lot of doubt. Like, well, maybe I should be doing more. Maybe an hour is not enough. Maybe I should be doing two hours. And maybe I should be doing three hours. And that's also not manageable to be in that state of, of Confusion. So that could be a powerful blockage. Oh, <laughs> if I'm getting a good nod, then that's good enough to proceed. <laughs> I appreciate the people whose whose screen is on, <laughs> but I, I I respect the people who need it to be off. You know, we're not trying to be too coercive here. Um, you know, in, in, a, in, a, in a very simple way, um, there's the aspect that when we're in yeshiva, so of course we are under the control of the yeshiva's schedule and the content of the schedule. So we don't really have much choice about what we're going to be spending our time on. And we're able to be accepting of that. We're trusting the, the plan the yeshiva has and trying to fit in with this as best we can. But once that's not there anymore, so then what we really need to do is to find what we will be personally motivated to learn, what, what we will be able to have a good experience with. If it's the same thing as was in yeshiva, you know, that's great. If we can have a good experience with the same kind of a learning, that's wonderful. But for somebody who Maybe for them it wasn't so easy and it wasn't so naturally enjoyably experienced. And now I don't have the structure of the yeshiva. I need much more the element of Masha Liba Chafetz, of what I personally would have a good experience with. And I may not know yet even where that is. Chafetz Chaim brings from the Groh that every person has his own personal share in Torah. And he connects that to the concept of a person can only learn So that's where I'll be drawn to. But it may take some, some good experimentation, good exploration. Then there's the problem that somebody shared with me that the voice in my head that says, oh no, that's not the right kind of thing to be learned. Because the Shiva I was taught you have to learn this and this and this and anything else wasn't, wasn't really okay. And they were able to transition from that and say, okay, but now 
the right thing for me would be maybe to learn whatever it might be. Nedvish, more halacha, who knows? 19 letters from Rav Hirsch, whatever it might be that really would be of good interest to me, that I would really be able to be involved with. I'm not coming to sort of discount learning Gemara if it's at all possible, because that has a unique aspect of hard work that it brings out for us, which we also need. But for that to be the entirety may not be so simple. So there's a very important component of trying to find what it is that I will really find meaningful and inspiring and beautiful and uplifting and and we may need to search a little bit. And that uh, without a lot of time in our schedule to do that search, uh, it may not come so fast. That's another thought that uh, was shared. Um, And, you know, very simply, um, I think maybe this was, was, was touched on already, we don't see immediately the payoff from the learning. person could put in good efforts, and we don't, and it's hard. So you have a combination of, <clears throat> to do real learning, it requires hard work, and the, uh, the immediate results of it, we don't see in a tangible way. So we have to have a, a really good understanding of why it's worth that good effort, that good hard work to put in when there's not going to be like an immediate, tangible, obvious benefit. If I would see myself becoming a more spiritual person, becoming a better Balmides, <laughs> just like, you know, flowing from a good state of learning, the rest of the day, I don't get angry. Okay, then I can see, oh, this is worth it. But uh, if that if the transformation doesn't take place right away, which of course it doesn't, so then it's uh, it's asking myself to put in hard work and either be patient or be able to grasp how it is helping me, even though I don't see it in a very overt kind of way. Um, Another very um, significant angle somebody shared with me is that, you know, when somebody's in yeshiva, so that's my life. That's what I'm doing. That's where my, my, my energy, my, my emotional energy is invested. Once I'm in the, in, in, in the workplace, and that's a place where I'm spending most of my time, most of my focus, and most of my even emotional energy is towards success in that area of my life. So it's hard to I mean have like another one that is of a similar nature. It's like my real like place where I'm living, so to speak, is in my in my work, then the the learning is like like an added part doesn't, it's very difficult for it to be a real intense focus. When the Mishnah says about making, you know, it's not a simple thing to accomplish, to view the hour of learning of my day is, that's the, that's the primary part of my day. And the rest I'm doing, my mitzvah is yeah, very nice. Naturally, psychologically, we make this to be our focus. And that sort of takes away the emotional energy that helps a lot to be able to really make a commitment and a real involvement in something that requires hard work. I mean, the way, the way I relate to it is like I know about myself, it's very difficult for me to learn two sugyas at one time. I'm involved in one sugya, it's very difficult for me to really give my attention to another one which sometimes you really, you know, might need to do. But it's almost like, well, where am I? Where am I living? Where am I like, putting myself in? 
you know, so to be in two places, it's not easy. How does that sound? Okay. Okay, and maybe um, last and by no means least, for many people, just the amount of stress that they're dealing with in life makes things very, very difficult. You need a certain amount of menucha, of calm, of being able to leave all the, the angst that's going on in my life. So that is um, a great accomplishment in its own right to find the oasis of peace in the midst of this very turbulent ocean, a raging, a raging ocean that's surrounding me in life, able to carve out a place where I could be focused. And to a large degree, we need to be relaxed. For it. There's a lot of things that you can only think about if you're essentially the menucha. So that quality of menucha, menucha sanefesh, uh, is to be able to at least, to have it throughout the day would be, you know, that would be ideal, how to accomplish that. With, with all the things that somebody may have to deal with that are, that could be very stressful. But at the very least to have some small part of the day to be freed from that is not an easy thing. So that also contributes. Okay, so I think we have our, our, our I think we have our homework cut out for us. <laughs> we can all go back, listen to this recording, see the list of the challenges and try to figure out, okay, what is the um, opposing Amida Teva, Deya Teva, and how to achieve it. And we'll be um, looking forward to hearing a lot of that good information in some future get together. <laughs> okay, yeah, Shakaya Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you very much. If there's any, um, Final thoughts, you could feel free to, uh, to share, otherwise, we can pause here. Okay. <laughs> Have a very good night. That's your prayer, everyone.